Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. Hello to 2019. The wow. Dream Factory still open for business. Woo. We can't believe it. We got another year, guys. January sale. You know, in a, in a factory, in a cartoon where they pull on a thing and those pipes at the top go. Yeah, that's what we did first day of January. <laughs> the factory's open for business. Oh, good stuff. They thought it wouldn't happen. The rules are simple. They're written on the wall of the factory and they're never coming down. Every episode, we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it'll be top of our to-do list at the beginning of January, but slowly start to slip down our priorities as real life takes precedence, and eventually will be nothing more than a forgotten dream and a reminder of a life wasted. I'm Joel, a man who puts the yeah in Happy New Year, and across from me is John Harris, a man whose only New Year's resolution is to be a better friend to me and that's very kind of you john <laughs> very kind of you. and how are you going to demonstrate that throughout the year uh just just generally checking in on you thanks mate because you <laughs> we only ever see each other i just want to turn up and hope that you're here and we can record it's 2019 it's very exciting oh, it's, a brand, it's a brand new year i can't believe how different everything is it's wild <laughs> the, the the clocks turn midnight on the 31st of december and everything changed forever <laughs> Some some things were good, some things were bad. But we won't spoil it for you because you're living it. So you're you, li- know. you know about it already. <laughs> you already know about it. But the way you're listening to this podcast has been revolutionised. <laughs> it's in your brain already. Incredible. Oh dear. Anyway, New Year, same old shit. John, we're pitching film ideas from the lovely listeners. Jason, with this one, National Lampoon's European Brexit Vacation. That one seemed a lot better at 4am than it does now. And then... Jason, what's happening to you at 4am? And then at, then three days later, Paul, somebody said this earlier and it made me chuckle. I fear I might be getting typecast with my suggestions, though. National Lampoon's Brexit Christmas Vacation. Are they hanging out at 4am? I don't know. What the hell? And it took him three days. Three days. Well, I don't yeah, think they know each other. up on sleep. This is weird. That is really weird. And what's really worrying is that we're too young to know what the hell National Lampoon's <laughs> films are. They're b- b- from... Before Chevy Chase was a controversial figure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was just king of comedy. Yeah. And now he's an idiot. Is that right? I, th- uh, I think... One day you're king of comedy, the next day you're an idiot. Eventually it will happen to all of us. Oh, yeah. I th- <laughs> one of us is king of comedy and one of us is an idiot. <laughs> and it changes And we regularly pass the baton to each other. Well, I think it's like a hapless holiday film, isn't it? Oh, I love those films. But it's in Brexit. Uh-huh. What is in Brexit? Is it sort of Theresa May's trip to Europe? Yeah. She got locked in the car. She got locked, she in, got the locked car. in the car. That's something Chevy Chase would do. Yeah. He would get locked in a car. Um, she gets locked in the car. Something goes horribly wrong in her hotel room. She gets a stain on her trousers. She had that really interesting row with old Junker. Yeah. Where she was like, you said nebulous. <laughs> the weirdest 
Yeah. You ever started a fight like that? Uh, you ever been in a pub? What? Hang on, do you think you just fucking said fabulous? <laughs> about me? Are you saying... Oi! What do you say? What do you fucking call me? Called you nebulous, mate. Well, I, I'm not entirely sure what that means. You're a nebhead, mate. You're a nebulous. <laughs> you fucking what, mate? I'm a fucking what? <laughs> yeah, so... When I was recently on a holiday away in Toulouse... <laughs> yeah? One of our party got a bit lost and sent a message in the early hours of the morning. And that message read, Mmm, Tibet Benny, Mnyem Tech Nebulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. And then somehow he found his way back to the party. And he called a Frenchman Nebulous, just on the he street. Could, yeah, oh, he didn't realise. And it was pre-Theresa <laughs> May doing it. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe you that started a trend. You can't call someone Nebulous on, can't, the con- on the continent. You it's can't go to Europe and just start saying Nebulous. <laughs> it means something different over there. <laughs> Yeah, so so Theresa May... She doesn't understand the local customs. She gets locked in her car. She just has a complete nightmare over in Europe. She she finds s- herself in slowly a... Slowly ta- the Brexit deal gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> she finds herself in a tabac, which is in France, where it's a bar and it sells cigarettes and magazines, right? Oh, wow, what a she, place. Yeah, it's, it's hmm. amazing. It's a dream emporium, not factory. And <laughs> um, she calls someone nebulous. Oh. She gets into a fight. She effective, And she loses her passport, right? Yes. So she's lost. She's stuck in, in Europe. And she has to dance her way out. <laughs> <laughs> she, she sees in this little town in the south of France yep. a sign for a dance contest, and it's enough money to get her back to England. It's the only way out. <laughs> Exactly to the penny, the <laughs> amount of money. Uh, yeah, and she robots her way back to England. She does the right. She would do the robot. Yeah, yeah. But maybe the French teach her to love. <laughs> it is a nice ending, right? Brexit, please. Maybe it's twenty nineteen. Mm. It's happening in two months. Some people will be listening potentially nah. when it's happened, oh, if it happens. Tweet us. What's it like? Does Twitter still exist? Is there electricity? <laughs> oh, dear. Have you got another film idea? Yeah, this one comes from Jack, and I'm going to read out all the messages. Yeah. You guys better be doing this, something about Mary Magdalene. Essentially, Ben Stiller is Jesus. He wants to fuck Mary Magdalene. Matt Dillon plays Judas. Jesus thinks Judas is going to set him up with Mary, but actually he's wooing her whilst telling Pilot about your man, Jesus. <laughs> Lee Evans plays Paul. Tagline, he's not the Messiah. He's a very horny boy. All very good stuff. And that sounds more like something we'd receive at 4am. Send yeah. at 9.13am. <laughs> on the commute. <laughs> very sh- someone probably looking at... There's probably someone looking over Jack's shoulder as he sent those messages. What yeah. the hell is this? And for further context, you might realise a message that starts with, you guys better be doing... There's something about Mary Magdalene. Because that's not the first time he's pitched this film to us. It's oh, the yeah, fourth? yeah. Probably the fourth time, yeah. Because <laughs> he'll regularly... I think we... We quite regularly do calls on social media for new film ideas, and I imagine it's quite a source of ire that we <laughs> haven't done his idea when we're clearly so desperate for any idea. Yeah, anything, and, and, not that. Uh, <laughs> and as a sign of our desperation, it's finally made it onto the podcast. Happy 2019! Happy 2019, Jack. You're welcome. He's basically done it all for us. Yeah. Lee Evans plays Paul. Mm. What are the, who are the other disciples? John? Yeah. Peter, John, <laughs> Paul, Luke, Matthew. Yeah, because oh, I was I, in my head. I was thinking Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but those are the guys who wrote it. Those are the those other ones. Who are the other disciples, though? I don't know. There's, John the Baptist. There's twelve of them, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know any of the other ones. Yeah, Andrew. It's like Blazing Squad. You know, like four. It is just like Blazing <laughs> Squad, isn't it? Kenzie, <laughs> Strider, Strider, <laughs> MC Coolhair. You know the main guys of Blazing Squad, <laughs> but the other ones, come on, yeah. fodder. Everyone and they're the ones that wrote the song, so it's very similar. <laughs> those four guys in Blazing Squad that we just named, Strider, Kenzie, MC Coolhair, those four guys. <laughs> no one remembers They that. wrote Flip Reverse It. Exactly. And 
Paul, John, Luke, and Paul, they wrote the Bible. So that's kind of a similar thing, right? And you don't know the other guys because they didn't write any of it. So they don't get the credit. They don't get the residuals. Yeah. Whereas Kenzie and Paul, they're, they're coining it in every oh. time one sold. Kenzie got really big. Like, yeah. physically. He got, like, ripped. Yeah, he got ripped, yeah. He got massive. Of course. He's enormous. Not, like, big, like, famous. Well, but For a little bit. Yeah, he had his moment. He had a time. He's probably got a book. Anyway, thanks for that, Jack. Now Jack. you can start suggesting new films. <laughs> <laughs> and And... Maybe in 2020 we'll use one of them. What about this one from Paul? Guff fellas. Ah, oh, farting gangsters. <laughs> they probably fart. The mean, Godfather. I would say that's good. John didn't. It, I'm so good at those sort of jokes that John doesn't even acknowledge that yeah. they happen. Um, I would say that the diet that the that they seem to have in those films would. What is it? Dairy heavy pasta. Yeah, but it's an unhealthy, stereotypical Italian diet. We're not talking like a lovely... Lovely Mediterranean diet. Which is which is obviously the, probably more realistic to the Italian diet. That's We're, the diet, isn't it? Whereas that's, the one they is, want, that's the one they want you to have. Yeah, whereas this is like, you know, the stereotypical uh, Italian-American diet of pasta and pizza yeah. and loads of alcohol. So I would imagine they probably do... Really fart. bad farts. They, pro- they could, I mean, I'm, uh, they could kill a man. Maybe that's how they start doing it. Bumping people off with farts. <laughs> Taking them down an alley dead yeah maybe it's quite a clean kill well <laughs> not for not for the difficult victim. to trace it's like you know stabbing someone with some ice yeah it's a classic yeah has anyone ever done that i i don't know i know that there's a uh, roll doll in when he wasn't doing like kids books yeah. that are really creepy he did like some look he did some like short stories that were adult ones that were really creepy he wrote a book called switch bitch did he where like people do some sort of weird wife swapping and kill someone it's really- that sounds like a like nineties gangster rap song. Yeah, we well, did that as well. <laughs> uh, one of Roald Dahl's stories is about a lady who beats her husband to death with a frozen leg of lamb, and then mm. she cooks it and feeds it to the police officers. Oh, classic stuff! Yeah. The body or the lamb? <laughs> uh, Should we move on to the next one? Why not? This one is from Lem. The, this is Lem's of- a great contributor to this uh, cause uh the, this is a really good pun a collection of puns the grand booby pest hotel <laughs> what's a booby pest <laughs> we can't talk about booby pests no 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 it's a pest and it's like uh anthropomorphized breast <laughs> <laughs> he's not pestering boobies oh, he is good. a booby <laughs> he's a booby <laughs> yeah and he's grand <laughs> grand as in sort of well to do or massive <laughs> He's got a monocle on his nipple. <laughs> it's just a massive tit. Yeah. That runs around a hotel. <laughs> Annoying all of the customers. Annoying Ray Fines. Yeah. You know there are like certain restaurants where like it's become a part giant of the <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't eat in the same restaurants as you do. <laughs> where the service is really bad and that's become like part of its selling point is that the like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. You go to this hotel because you know that giant <laughs> You want to get chased by the boob. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> giant breast is going to chase you around the hotel. That does sound like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Because what's it going to do when it catches you? How are you imagining this breast? Is it's, it? It's got legs, <laughs> but no arms, and it's forward facing. <laughs> How are you imagining it? I was imagining it with arms and no legs bouncing about. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that says. I wonder if someone psychoanalyzed that. What that would say about us. So mine would just sort of jump and bounce into you. Well, I guess yours would be a similar thing. But yours would walk around like a gorilla. No. No, oh, it's it bouncing, bouncing on the boob. It bounces. It doesn't use its arms to move. No. What does it use its arms for? Tickling. <laughs> so mine just sort of belly flops or booby flops. 
Oh. And then... Uh, and then what, John? And then what happens? What's the plot? What's the Grand Budapest Hotel? They have to go on the run because they're in trouble with the law because of some sort of inheritance yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, the boob goes on the run. They have to dress the boob up like a person. Yes! Yeah, big coat. Big coat. Little face drawn on the nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Does it speak, this boob? No, of course not. <laughs> How would it? What would it speak out of? Desperation. <laughs> um, right. That is, I mean, I mean, we can't, we can't focus on that one for too long. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, On the subject of how Lem is excellent at providing us with ideas, he's provided us with another one. Alien in New York. Sting is struggling to find himself in a strange new city. Very good. Very good. There must be. He hasn't said this, but there must also be aliens there, I guess. Sting's the alien. Um, literally though literally. so he's not an English man in New York he is an extraterrestrial, an extraterrestrial in New York, New York. Yeah. and you know like Sting used to be like the cool like rock star kind of guy you know, st- you yeah, know. he was the cool rock star guy and now he's like this weird hippie guy yeah. who, the only thing I really know about Sting is Shags for Ages <laughs> that's it what that's my my knowledge of him is he wrote some songs and now he just shags all the time now he's just constantly shagging but it's one continuous shag yeah. When we say like he's constantly shagging, not in the normal way. It's tantric, isn't it? It's That's tantric. what they call it. He he's been in one shag since two thousand and one. Oh, that sounds <laughs> exhausting. But it's not. But that's because it's a tantric way. His alien race just—that's how, how they make love. He's actually a very quick lover for his species. For his species. <laughs> but on Earth, that seems that, like forever. Yeah. There you go. And then um, maybe he learns to become a quicker lover. <laughs> Through time. Thanks to Phil Collins. He. F- 
Nice, speedy lover. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. And then, um, yeah, he just walks around New York. Is he green? Is he? he gets, maybe he gets a bagel. <laughs> Avenue. That's what I did when I was in New York. I went to a deli and got a yeah. bagel, and there was blood on the doorstep. Lamb, police. <laughs> and the police were in the corner munching on a lovely stew. <laughs> yeah, there was blood on the doorstep. I thought this is cool. Is that cool? What was the bagel? I had a few bagels. Um, nice. It was like seeded with everything. What's everything? Oh, pastrami, some sort of other beef, mustard, some veg, some pickle. Oh, okay. So we're talking savoury because you could do a, a sweet bagel, can you? Sweet bagels. They don't really. You don't really see many sweet bagels when you go to one of these delis. Sweet bagels sounds like something that like a cartoon character would say when he sees the woman <laughs> he loves in a film, doesn't it? Sweet bagels. <laughs> His eyes would pop out. <laughs> um, and they would look like bagels. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you normally go savoury bagel. I think in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Is that massive pretzel? Is that a New York thing as well? I didn't see it. <laughs> Running around. I think it was staying in a hotel in Budapest. <laughs> no, because like in England, well, not in England, but my knowledge of pretzels until like relatively recently was the tiny little snack. Yeah, but and no. then someone turned around and went, no, it's this big breaded thing. Have you never had a big breaded one? I have. You must have been rec- to Mr. Pretzel. I, yeah, but like, it, I, went to, I went to a Mr. Pretzel just yesterday. It was just like my idea of what a pretzel was changed overnight. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I didn't realise that pretzels were a big thing. Exactly. It'd be like but they're some, really delicious, the big ones. If someone turned around you tomorrow and said like, oh, carrots are like one foot long and blue. <laughs> I'd be into it, wouldn't you? <laughs> they do like the big pretzels in New York. Yeah. And they can yeah. be sweet as well. They can, mate. They can have anything you like. They like a dollar slice. What's that? Slice of pizza for a dollar. Oh, right. Yeah. Hot they dogs? Kinda, oh, they like hot dogs, yeah. Did you get a hot dog? Um, I don't know. <laughs> New York. I ate a lot of food. I, like I ate a lot of food and then I was constipated for four days in Chicago. Oh, well, that's nice, I yeah. guess. I'm doing another podcast about that. <laughs> constipated in New York? Yeah. Well. I took three laxatives at one point and vomited for about 20 minutes. Ooh, I'm not happy about Take that. that. <laughs> I said to my bowels. <laughs> I'm keeping that all in. It's a shame. It's fine. I'm not a sex icon. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, Sting. All right. What about this one from Daryl? 007 Doctor Who crossover. He wants all the Doctors and all the Bonds. And he's not giving us a title. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So we have to go uh, with that. Doctor Who loved me. That's good. Doctor Who. Yeah. The thing is, it is weird. There's a British cultural phenomenon that we're just like, we're just okay with the main characters in our like big cultural exports just changing i mean it's quite interesting it's clever monetarily like we've thought this through yeah yeah yeah. you know we get they've got legs our our tv shows yeah whereas like like the it's it's different in america like the brand is the rock so like (laughs) do you know what i mean like you go to another rock film because it's the rock you wouldn't go could the rock be doctor who if you if someone's like if someone's like oh skyscraper 2 with jason statham yeah that's true yeah. Whereas lovely. if you go The Rock's again, The Rock's doing his thing. Yeah. That is very true. Why would James Bond and the Doctor team up? Some British shit happened. It ha- it'd be the most British thing imaginable, wouldn't it? Yeah, so they have stolen all of the, the crumpets. crumpets. All of the crumpets they, have been They've st- soaked up the ocean with the crumpets. Oh, no, I know. This is a true story that happened. England ran out of CO2 for a bit at one point, and they couldn't put the holes in the crumpets. Yes. You? That's it. This is what it is. CO2. And someone's... You know, isn't one of the Bond films... Quantum of Solace, he's planning to take all the water. Is he? Yeah. 
Oh, and so in this one, he's taking all the CO2. So he's taking all the CO2. Because he's like, I've taken all the water, and the Brits are still surviving. He realizes it's because of crumpets. <laughs> and beer. Crumpets and beer. And he's like, well, I need to get rid of the CO2. Because we like beer and crumpets. We like beer and crumpets. And then so... I think it starts on a like a bond like it's a bond level at the beginning. So we've got the bond mm-hmm. and it is finally it's been revealed that twenty minutes and he realizes it's going on in another dimension. No No It's just like he's like, Alright, this is big and so he's like all right he turns to camera and he's like, Guys, I James Bond is actually just a code name for spies. We we all still exist. We're I need here. another British hero. I need another one. Don't Tries to call Mr Blobby, he's not around. So no, so he gets all the bonds in though. He, he gets Brosnan. Wow. He gets Dalton. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I'm happy. There. You've, I mean, you've sold it to me. Sean Connery's there, uh, and they still. It's just not enough. It's okay. not enough. It's just not enough British white men. Okay. And so they're okay. like, "Where can we get another, another bunch yeah. of British white men?" And we said no. Yeah, uh, we, so we were busy. We were very busy. <laughs> so they turn and they go to the doctor, and they get we were all the stockpiling crumpets. Yeah, and then. And then, because this is what about what about if Jodie Whittaker's doctor is the one who saves the day at the end? That'd so be great. So we pull it back, so we're not evil, terrible people. What the Brits? That's the good. Brits That's quite Jack. clever. That's a good bit of propaganda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, hey, uh, we're not all bad. And look, it's 2019, guys. We need all the propaganda yeah. we could <laughs> use. It's going to be the year as... of British propaganda. <laughs> It's back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing that changed overnight was like banners just fell from all the buildings. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Britain's all right. Okay. Jerusalem playing everywhere you go. <laughs> Should we do our film ideas? Yes. So, John, my film idea is carpet fright. Wait, what? Carpet fright. Yeah. Somebody, maybe it's me, <clears throat> is in a branch of carpet right. Yeah. For a very long period of time looking at the carpets. Yeah. He can't really distinguish one carpet from another. He gets a bit confused. He mm-hmm. gets, he's in there so late, he gets locked in carpet, right? Oh. What he doesn't realise is that the carpets come alive at night. How are they being anthropomorphized? Have you seen Aladdin? Oh, they're like the they're carpet. They're like the genie. You know? no, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're all played by Robin <laughs> Williams. Always, yeah. uh, no, they're like the carpet in Aladdin. Okay. And so they just sort of start spooling off the big rolls of carpet and like going around like great big snakes of carpet. Uh, and they're looking for human flesh. I like it. And they, they actually just need the hair, but obviously, oh, yeah, because every carpet in Carpet Right is made of human hair human of someone hair. they've murdered. And that's a I'm fact. not sure where the laminate comes from. <laughs> it's like thin layers of teeth. Oh, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, that's really horrible. So they're shredding the, your teeth for laminate and your hair for carpet. Yeah. Also, I think I like the idea of it being like the uh, the carpet in Aladdin but also I think there's something you could definitely get Michelle Gondry involved and have some sort of sequence of you being like literally eaten up by the carpets oh yeah yeah maybe you become very little and you're like kind of inside the carpets and it's like a massive forest but it's actually just the springs of carpet uh, yeah, so how was your morning in copyright anyway of interest Uh, terrifying it's absolutely terrifying it's all I could think about I don't even know what I've bought (laughs) which one's least likely to kill me yeah, so that's what happens. Carpet fright. Uh, I couldn't really see an obvious weapon that you would use to combat the carpet. Fire. I used to. It would be fire. Yeah. I used to work in a Curry's, in a, yeah. on a similar, you know, similar sort of scale trading estate size Curry's, and I used mm. to kind of fantasize about hiding in a chest freezer and spending the night there. But I worked there. Curry. I, I, oh, chest freezer. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we do white goods as well, mate. Sorry, sorry. We're thinking of PC world. <laughs> a common mistake. 2019 is PC World. Anyway, I used to think about staying in a shop overnight. It's quite a fa- quite a 
I'd say a yeah. child, I would have been 16, 17 when I was working there. But you you want to be locked in as a toy store, don't you? Yeah, and it's like pop cultures kind of fantasise that idea of, you know, you kind of, particularly like a full, if you've got full shopping centre. Yeah. You can go so to the adult equivalent of wanting to be locked in Toys R Us is carpet ride. <laughs> it's a pub. Really get to know those um, samples. It's definitely a pub. Yeah. As an adult. But lock-ins happen. You don't have a Toys R Us lock-in. They don't announce ah. before closing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you stick in that corner for a second. I was like, that's such, a, down. that's such a good idea, but it is also, it sounds like a crime. Yeah, it's the child snatcher. Yeah, so let's not. That's quite a good um, idea, Yes. The child snatcher what, uh, looks after a big Saves toy shop. Toys R Us from administration. No, that makes him a hero. No, but exactly. So people love him. Yeah. And they take their children there. He and does. he locks them in there. And he keeps them. He keeps them. <laughs> well, that was an interesting way to end your um, carpet right. Pitch. Mm, was weird. Would you like mine? Mm-hmm. Muller on the dance floor. American politics is reduced to a dance Still the groove, DJ. Yeah, gonna turn this goddamn house right down. The White House. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Lispector is president. <laughs> if world politics was reduced to a dance off, oh, difficult, difficult. I think Macron probably has a couple moves you up his sleeve. Oh, you are so French. Trudeau. Uh, I bet oh, you Trudeau yeah. can do the worm. Yeah, Trudeau's winning that. <laughs> that dance off hands down uh, Trump can barely move what's yeah. Trump's dancing going to be uh, Trump's dance would be I think his dance would be very involved but he would then have to have a long rest afterwards yeah he would yeah he would do his best it wouldn't be very good no and he would uh, tell everyone that he was the greatest dancer he was a pretty, yeah I'm the greatest dancer <laughs> like that and then yeah so I guess in this alternate reality um, Trudeau becomes the leader of the free world because of his rocking moves. Which sounds... I'm up for it. More things should be settled by dance. Yes. In real life, nothing's settled by dance. But in the movies, some things are settled by dance. Here we go. Here we go. No, no, it's, it's all happening. It's all happening now, right? Theresa May is in a bar in France. Good. She, a t- tabac. She calls someone nebulous. They get upset. She has a dance-off to win. And then she does the dance but little competition. little does she realise she's qualifying for the... Leader of the free world dancer. Exactly. And then they fly her to America to fight against Trump and Trudeau. Mm-hmm. And the Oval Office big dance floor. Yeah. And it is it turns out it turns out that Muller is investigating the claims that Donald Trump is actually using a body double who is a Russian ballet dancer. Done. Done. And that brings us to the end of the episode. We know it's the end of the episode because there is a knock, knock, knock at the studio door and entering the room. Well, moonwalking into the room, should I say. It's Theresa May. <laughs> well, how, welcome to 2019, everyone. Hello. Uh, it's going oh, to be a big year for the Dream Factory. Oh. We're, we're hoping to get a listener and sell them some merch. It's going to be big. It's going to be great. We're going to get a sponsor for that listener as well. So, uh, yeah. So, wait wait for that to happen. Um, I'm going to get a new haircut. John's going to get a new haircut. And we're going to really reinvent ourselves. Mm, it's going to be a full rebrand. It won't sound any different, but it will look different. Mm. It will just feel different. <laughs> yeah, you'll listen and know. It feels slicker because of the hair involved. Exactly. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.